Welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Nia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey everyone who's tuning in, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. It's Mia here. Whether you're embarking on a juice cleanse, a pantry makeover, or simply trying to make family dinner less stressful, can you hear me on that one? Healthy habits can feel like a big change. I know they did for me, so I'm hoping I'm not alone. But they feel big to anyone, but they really particularly feel big to a busy mama balancing work, life, kids, family, whatever it is that we're juggling. So there literally, though, I want to let you off the hook for a second. There literally may not be enough time for the healthy habits that you're trying to cultivate. And that is why, my friends, I created the Calendar Cleanse. I am so super excited for this experience, which is coming up very quickly on July 10th. It is a 21-day free, so you have no excuses not to come sign up, challenge to clean up your calendar, to clean out your calendar. It is literally a cleanse of the calendar. And in, by the end of 21 days, you will have some space to really create the healthy habits that you keep making up excuses for why they're not happening. And very often, we blame motherhood. So I want to put an end to that. So please come sign up for the calendar cleanse. You can literally just go to thecalendarcleanse.com and do me a favor. I know that we all know another busy mom. So tell your friends, share it on Facebook, tell them while you're sitting by the pool, tell the moms who work with you at work, wherever you are, tell as many people as possible because this is going to be life-changing and I really want to get as many people involved as possible. So thank everyone who's listening. Thank you so much for doing your part to sign up because I know you're going to love it and to share it with those that you love and care about and you know are also juggling all these balls. We've got a lot in the air, don't we? So on today's episode, I have a fantastic guest and I want to dive right into the episode and welcome Paula Sacco to the show, who I'm super excited for you to hear from because she's somebody who lives not too far away from me, and I see from time to time out in the world. And so I know her. I've sat down. I've had coffee with her. We've talked about life and about motherhood, um, and it's really always fun to then hook up with those people here on the air for you. So with no further ado, let's head on over to our interview. I am really excited to have my friend Paula on the episode today, but I want to tell you a little bit about her before we dive in. So Paula Sacco is a certified professional coach who specializes in helping women rediscover, reimagine, and redesign their lives in order to fulfill new purposes and connections. 
Paula loves building a community of women who transform their lives by focusing more on their individual passions and goals. She lives in the Boston area with her husband, two teenage sons, and their daughter who is spreading her wings at college. So excited to dive into so many things because I can't even imagine college. So welcome to the show, Paula. Hi, Mia. Thank you. And And thanks for having me on today. You're welcome. And it's super funny because um, it's so nice to actually have someone who I know in person and have given a hug, which I feel like it's kind of a 50-50 thing on the podcast of people I know well and new people who I'm like having brand new conversations with. Um, And as I was saying your name out loud, I was realizing that many times it's the people who I know well that I butcher their last name. So I'm hoping I said it right. (laughs) Because I usually ask before we press record, but that's okay. And it's funny when I think of you, I think of the yoga studio. So that makes me feel good because that's usually where I see you. And I think where I met you the first time. I went at 6 a.m. this morning. It's my new thing. (laughs) My new thing is to wake up early and I, for, it's been, because I'm homeschooling the kids this year. So... We, we, I'm with them all day and I can't sneak off. I used to go at noon all the time or after drop off. And so now my husband's obviously still home at 6 a.m. So I've been setting an alarm clock and some days I'm just like, I cannot freaking get out of bed right now. Sometimes yeah. I'll like, I was, oh, I was still snoozing at Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, well, maybe I could get a little work done, but I don't really want to like leave in the car. But it's funny. I've been making myself do it now for, I think, three weeks, um, no matter where we've been. And all of a sudden this morning, I I just woke up. Like I, I forgot my phone downstairs and I woke up at 5.35 and I was like, I guess I'm going to yoga. So it was good. So I love it. Um, all right. So let's dive into some content here. So, well, first of all, let's dive into your family. So you have, your, your kids are getting older. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. Teens. And I was going to say, you know what, before you know it, you'll be where I'm standing now. I, goes, I'm right? sure. Everyone says that. And until you experience it and actually head off to college. Um, so my oldest daughter, Lauren, is a freshman. Well, she, oh gosh, she just finished her freshman year at Skidmore. So that went wow. by super fast. Um, she's 18. And then Michael is 16. He's a sophomore. Yep. And Stephen is 13. He's in seventh grade. Awesome. I love yep. that. And actually, so, and well, let's start with, with food. I mean, so you're, you're a coach who works with, with women, which is awesome, not necessarily on food, but I'm sure that comes up because we're women. I, yes, definitely. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit, because I think you have this really interesting perspective um, that our listeners might appreciate of having sort of older kids now and also working with a lot of moms with younger kids. Yeah. Um, and what are, so what are some of the things that, like, how, how are we different besides the fact that we're clueless that it's all going to go so fast? <laughs> the difference between the younger, like, well, like you how, know, are, how, how, like, how should we expect to evolve? Tell well, us that. Well, it's interesting <laughs> that what I've been finding, because I'm, I'm kind of on the cusp, you know, yeah. I, I have two kids at home full time, still teenagers, and one daughter off at school. But, you know, college kids are actually home more than you realize. She's yeah. home now. She'll be home for four months. But um, one of the things that I'm hearing from women is that um, friendships change. You know, they just mm-hmm. don't see their friends as much. I think when our kids are younger, and especially if your kids are involved with sports, mm-hmm. you know, you're they keep you busy and you're out at sporting events and you're seeing people and you're meeting people at school and you have community things that you're doing with the kids. Um, and then once the kids are older and off, you know, that, that that's a little bit of a void. So I think that it takes more of an effort to, you know, keep your friendships up, make it a point to go, you know, have coffee or have lunch. And at this stage, 
some women, if they've stayed home with their kids, are saying, okay, I want to start working, whether it's part-time or full-time. So maybe the friends that they had been getting together with are no longer around. Um, So that's definitely, you know, something that that I'm hearing. Well, and friends are so interesting because it's funny. I literally just sent an email out about this the morning that we're recording this um, because I actually had an experience right before I changed my food, actually. Um, that I was reading Martha Beck's book, I think is where she said it. And she said she had asked you to list out, list out because it was some sort of journaling exercise, who those five friends are that you could call at one o'clock in the morning if yeah. you needed to. Mm-hmm. And this was at a time when I had three little Wait, ones. Wait, she asked for five friends? Yeah, five. So that's a lot. I know. Okay. And and I had three little kids yeah. and the, the oldest was five and the youngest was not yet one. And I just remember bursting into tears and thinking, there is nobody who I would call at one o'clock in the morning and thinking like, yeah, there's a lot of things, like as much as I love my honey, you know, like there are things that you just want to have those girlfriends for. Yeah. And I remember just sort of thinking like, all right, I got to find some friends. But I think that's important at all stages. It makes a it huge is. difference in yeah. every stage you make. It's to and like I think with women, find your peeps. Yeah. Yeah. I think women really, you know, they need their girlfriends around. So yeah. Like, and totally all right well I'm glad we touched on that everyone should yeah. go find some girlfriends <laughs> so let's, just so let's, one other, yeah, quick go ahead. I want to mention because this comes up too is that um when your kids are little the focus um of a lot of the women what they want to get coached on is how to find more time more time for themselves more yeah. time to do the things that they enjoy but yet when the kids leave it's almost like I have too much time how do I feel it my day just goes and I'm busy but I don't know what I'm doing so I think that was interesting to look at that, you know, not enough time. And then, okay, I might have a little too much time on my hands. Yeah. Well, and again, it's funny. I'm going to like push back on everything because I don't want anyone listening to wait until their kids are out to think about time. (laughs) But it's funny because that's one of the biggest things I find about motherhood is it's sometimes those days are so long. You're Mm. like, when Mm -hmm. is this going to end? You know, like, how can I balance all this for one more second? And I just want it to be bedtime, (laughs) you know, like we all have those days and then but then all of a sudden it's like how is it how is it may how is it january you know like how has all this time passed and i thought i was going to get all that done and i didn't so Mm -hmm. i feel like our whole motherhood we're always sort of in both those modes um a lot yeah you know time is this thing that we really sort of have to master and think about yeah, there's a saying about the something about the the hours drag by, but the years fly, or something. Yes, like that. Yeah. It's such so true, so true. Um, we just need to remember that when those dragging days, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, after yoga this morning, I got home to one sick child and two whining ones, and I was like, "All right, let's just go for a walk. <laughs> it's not going to yeah. be this kind well, of day." Well, the sun's shining today. So exactly, that's- <laughs> it's beautiful. So let's talk food a little bit. So as we were talking a little bit before we press record, you, you all of a sudden seemed like you had a lot to share. So how has food played a role in your family? Well, and- I have to say that you are sitting on my kitchen counter right now. I pulled out your book again <laughs> to kind of refresh and, and um, just look through some of the recipes. Because, and it's not because we were having this podcast. Yeah. Um, it was, um, my youngest son has food allergies and they were diagnosed when he was very young, um, nuts, eggs, which he has outgrown mm-hmm. peanuts. Um, and out of my three kids, he's my picky eater, you know, mm. doesn't, not a huge interest in food, doesn't need to eat a lot, resists eating fruits and vegetables. Um, 
And lately he's been having some like stomach issues. So Mm. I'm noticing and I'm more, you know, I'm wondering if it's related to dairy. So it's just something that, you know, has popped up for us recently. Um, And then my old, my daughter, um, her skin has been broken out. And I don't know if it's the stress of school, but we've we've started to take a look at her food as well and say, okay, is there something that could be causing her her skin? That's hard. That's hard in college, right? Like, Mm, yeah, yeah, you get what you get. (laughs) Yeah, to some I, extent. Think I think they have better options than we when we were there. That's yeah, sure. this is true. This is true. And if you know, I feel like if you, in those situations, I feel like I was just talking about this on the last podcast, but um, I feel like if you know how to navigate any of those situations, that was one of the things I learned from my husband is he just, mm-hmm. he grew up a very healthy eater where I didn't necessarily. And just watching him be able to navigate what I always, like what I would walk into and think of an unhealthy such situation, he can navigate them so beautifully. Like he knows yeah. the right things to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's some art to that in, in college. Yeah. So, and so throughout raising your kids like how besides what you can and can't eat mm-hmm. were family dinners a big part of the, of the situation like how, how did how did you balance yeah. what you were doing work-wise because you've sort of always had one foot in the work world too right I, I yes and starting my own business um I you know what I like to cook um but my husband also likes to cook so mm. that is a huge help um, he tends to cook more on the weekends, but that, that's always a big help. And actually my son loves to cook my 16 year old. And that started when he was really little, like he just had an interest in being at the stove and cooking and creating things. He's very artsy and I would just let him, I mean, I didn't hold back. Um, and he loves it, you know, and he'll cook dinner. Um, for everybody. You know what? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> I love that. He's, He's really a teenager. He comes home from, from school and cooks like a full out meal. And I'll say, well, can you just add some more chicken to that and make it for dinner? Like, what is that? You know, he's That's very funny. health conscious. That's totally funny. I was, it's just like, you know, that teenage mind, they forget they're yeah. so sweet and then they forget we all exist and that we've been doing yeah. this for them for years. Right. <laughs> but I love but that. I- I love that. Yeah, and I think keeping it simple and, you know, not overthinking it too much. I I definitely like to make it a point to sit down for family meals, um, you know, when we can. I I have always struggled with, you know, my youngest not wanting to eat what's Mm -hmm. on the table. So that's that's been hard for me. Yep. Um, Got it. Oh, from the the beginning because he has a sensitive stomach. And it's interesting. It's interesting how, like, I've heard that over and over and over again that, you know, our sensitive stomachs, those ones that end up having allergies mm-hmm. are the picky eaters. And it's, yeah, it's probably because they're just like intuitive and trying to figure out what makes them feel good and not everything does make them feel good. Yep. And it just and takes I a long time. I tried to be a picky eater when I was younger. So I, oh, kind of, um, I had a little like sympathy for him. Like, yeah, I get it. I, I remember that feeling, you know, but we, we weren't allowed to leave the table if right. we didn't, if we didn't finish, you know, what was on right. our plate. Right. <laughs> which I did not like that at all. So what do you do? What what is your do you have any good good hacks around that? Oh no, I don't. I think I think what I've fallen into is the habit of doing the opposite. You know, yeah. I I'm the youngest of seven. So, you know, I remember, you know, sitting at that table and just trying to get that piece of fish down and wrapping it in a big piece of bread and you know, I just remember how horrible that was. Yeah. So I'm more in the camp of, you know, put good food in front of the kids when they were, you know, especially when they were little and they'll learn to, to, um, to eat well, Got you know, it. based on their bodies. But 
I don't know. I might have to rethink that. From my, uh, I love my... that. I love that. But and so are you, have you always been a coach? Has that been your only profession? No, no, actually, um, I was in product marketing. So okay. I have a, an MBA and I was in product marketing. Um, decided to stay home with my kids when we moved to Connecticut, uh, away from friends and family. I was pregnant with my third and I got involved with a parenting coaching group at the time. And ah. yeah, I just, I really needed that support. Um, yeah. That group focused more on parenting skills, but just changed my life. It just turned everything around for me. Absolutely loved it. Um, I loved having the support of the women in the group, you know, just hearing that I wasn't alone and, and learning from what they were going through and listening to them. Um, and a, a big thing that I learned was that I had to take care of myself first, yeah. that I wasn't doing that. I was putting myself last and my health was suffering. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I've never, I've never struggled with my weight, but I was having health issues and mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it was a lot of like stress related, not taking care of myself, putting everyone ahead of me. So things just changed when I, um, I took care of myself better. And, and then lastly was that learning that I had a choice about the way I thought about things and about my choices in life or circumstances or decisions that I was making. Um, and, you know, just choosing to look at a situation with a different perspective or a different way can just you know, change everything. Will you tell us more? Will you give us an example? Um, well, you, you know, right now I, I actually just enrolled in a positive psychology course and I'm so excited oh, about, fun. Really about how your thoughts, yeah, you know, your thoughts are, you know, just create your reality and yeah. create your, your happiness. But it's really, um, well, I just want to point out about if you pay attention to the way you talk to yourself, you know, there's a lot of negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you turn that around and you, and I know you've done this too, with when you first started out, right, you, you set your intentions yep. and you created some positive self-talk around, um, you know, your ideal weight or where you wanted to be. And it's amazing how much that actually changes. Exactly, exactly. You know, and I feel like, and and I, I it's funny, I kept that part of my story um, quiet for a long time. And I, I don't even know that I've ever like fully talked out or like understood everything that went down. But it's true. I wrote down every day how I wanted to feel. And mm-hmm. it just sort of starts to shift the actions that happen around that. It's like, okay, <laughs> if I want to feel that, then I'm not going to go sit on the couch all day. You know, I'm going to go on a walk or I'm going to have that green smoothie or I'm going to connect with my, you know, connect with my kids. And it's, it's funny. It makes a, a such a big difference. And it's almost like there's less effort behind it. You yeah. Know, when you're, when you set it in attention and you really believe it and, um, and you can get really specific, you know, if, if it's, um, you know, around being organized, I mean, you can get really detailed about, you know, when I come home, I put my things back exactly where they belong, or my desk is organized and neat every day, you know, you can get very specific um, around any area that you, that you want to oh, change. Let's dive into that one. I love that. This is my thing. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, well, yeah. Okay. So in what, in what sense? I don't know. Let's talk about that. Well, let's use the organization as the example <laughs> as we go through this, because I love that okay. organization. But, and so would you write that down? Would you be I, saying I, that I, to yourself? Like how, how would you make that happen? Yes. I think, I think it's very powerful to write it and to write it in your own handwriting. And usually what I do is just take some index cards. Mm-hmm. And I'll write down whatever, whatever behavior it is that I want to work on. So say it's being organized, and 
Um, I think I need to do this again because my desk is messy right now. But <laughs> so, you know, writing down that, you know, I, I, I'm organized, I put things back where they belong, my space is clean and, you know, beautiful. So just wh- however you want to feel. Yeah. And really, it's just, you know, every morning when you sit down at your desk or you know, just just read through them or you can have them by your bed at night. Yeah, I love that. And I love the simplicity of that of choosing that thing so maybe we'll go I bet you have some insights on this too but um and and I love that well there's so many things I love about that I love that you just broke down that one thing about being more organized and kept it super simple because I think that's Mm -hmm. so great and instead of changing your whole world at once you change that one thing yeah um but I also think that the reason I wanted you to keep doing that example is it's something that's something I actually always come back to. I share quite frequently that the organiz- the organizing piece and the water piece are two things that I constantly have to work on. They're just like I get really busy and I forget and I don't look in my purse and my purse gets out of order and then I don't drink water. Like those are the two things that I yep. focus a lot on. But when you really f- when small spaces are ordered, it affects every part of my life and day. Um, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I love that as an example. Yeah. And it's a good way to end your day is to, you know, go to your yeah. desk and clear. And there's actually, I, this is what I love too, is knowing the brain science behind it, mm-hmm. that you're creating neuropathways. Um, so there's a whole, that obviously we won't go into, but it's, um, there's science to back it up why it works. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I feel like I had a second follow-up question, but I can't even remember what the point was that was going to lead me to the follow-up question because we went down that, that rabbit hole. What was the second thing you shared before you shared the changing your mind, the positive psychology? Do you remember? Uh, well, I was talking about the support of the, gr- the group yeah. and um, the women. And, you know, that's what I love doing now is running um, coaching groups. And yeah. I just, I love that, you know, it kind of ties back to what we were talking about, about friendships, you know, having that group of women to support you and who know you um and I think that's why women like being part of the well session. and will you talk a little about that because you did that quite differently than I feel like a lot of people these days are doing it and I always thought it seemed so cool because I feel like a lot of us and myself I run them from time to time included mm-hmm. are part of this whole online world Um, And we think a lot about mommy groups when we first have our babies, right? Like that definitely exists for the first eight months. But I feel like you filled this void like after that when we were having withdrawal from that mommy group time, right? You you had people who might have had older kids. So like what happens in those groups? Like how can people mimic that in some way in their communities like what is what is the magic behind that is there a magic number is there a magic content Um, that happens like will you talk a little about that yeah I think that um well as far as a magic number I like four to eight I'd say maybe six is kind of that sweet spot yep um you don't want to get too many but um too little isn't enough to have the dynamic going but anyway so six would be good and Mm -hmm. I think that it's a regular time that it's, um, you know, we had a weekly, we have a weekly meeting and I hold them in my house. So it's just a, you know, comfortable place. Um, and interestingly, the groups that I ran for the, for the women with the younger kids, it's because the focus of it was on themselves. Like what changes did they want to make in their life? What was important to them? What were their, their values and how are they honoring those in their, in their life? Um, and it's amazing once they started, to focus on themselves and what they wanted, how, you know, things 
just lightened up for them or just, it was just a big positive change, you know, in, mm. in the, um, I love that. And do you feel like you need a coach in that situation or there's a way for women to find six friends and gather regularly in I some mean, capacity? I think, both. I think that, you know, gather, gathering regularly is so important and whether it's, you know, having coffee, actually one of the women in my groups started, she was feeling, feeling like she wanted to see you know her friends more. So she just started a kind of a coffee meetup and she just picked a date and, you know, every third Wednesday of the month or whatever, just meet for coffee. And you didn't have to RSVP. And it just went out to a big group. And they loved it. It was like whoever showed up, showed up. And that's more of a social, uh, more mm -hmm. of a social thing, which is I think is so needed. But the groups that I run, there's a little more structure behind it. There's things you're learning. There's, there's coaching exercises that I take you through. Um, and there's also an overriding goals that you're setting for yourself. And the accountability to come back every week and say, okay, you know, did I, did I say what I set for myself last week as homework? You know, did I do, did I do it? Did I follow through? Yeah. So I think having the accountability to myself as a coach and to the group um, is powerful and creates change, I think maybe faster or more, you know, lasting change. And is that accountability to go to have self care practices? Now I remember the question I had. Um, yeah. But to ha is that what it's about? It's it about be. It be okay. whatever they want to set, you know, it's, you, we're looking at their whole life. Yep. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not a business coach. I'm not like a specific, I'm, it really does encompass their whole life. So it's whatever they want to focus on. You know, maybe they are starting a business and they want to work on that. Or, you know, maybe it's some health goals, um, yep. fitness goals that they want to work on. Or relationship, you know, maybe they just want to carve out more time to, to spend with their spouse or significant other and, you know, make that a priority. So it's actually like deliberately making a choice and then putting action behind it. And Got I think it. you don't necessarily get that when you're, you know, chatting with your girlfriends over coffee. I think that serves a different purpose. Yep. Okay, so I remember my question now, which is that you shared that when you were in that moment in Connecticut, you realized you weren't taking care of yourself. So what did you do to take care of yourself in that time? Um, I, well, I did some radical things. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I like radical. For, well, I don't know if it's still radical now, thinking back, but it felt radical because I had, yep. I had an, uh, an infant at home. He's my third and my husband traveled a lot. I um I just went away by myself for in New York City for the for a long weekend. I love that. And that was amazing. Like I just hadn't done that in so long and I remember thinking like, "Oh my gosh, I can just like be in the bathroom and not have somebody like knocking on the door and I can just make my own decision about where I want to walk or what I wanted to eat." And um what I remember feeling when I came back I just appreciated my family so much more and I think yep. they appreciated me and it was only a few days and I felt like I had been living with my nose like right up to a beautiful painting and it wasn't until I stepped back that I could see the beauty of it and how yeah. neat it was. I love that. Um, it's funny. That's a, that's a practice that I actually do quite often. Yeah, I do. It <laughs> and, now too, but then I really wasn't. <laughs> but and it's hard because I feel like there's a lot of, Oh, there's so much self-sabotaging judgment around that. Just because when you come back into your community, a lot of times, you know, you always think you're going to get that eye from someone who's never left their kids or whatever, but you have yeah, to do it. I and, don't worry and, about that. <laughs> yeah, no, either do I. I mean, after you do it, you can't, yeah, right? Because it's so powerful. It's such yeah. a powerful thing. And um, I think spending time as a couple, too, you know, for my husband exactly. and I, we have to say that. Like, it's so important. It's important to, as a family, you know, just 
spending that time together, getting away for a weekend, going for a walk, you know, without the kids. And, um, you know, so that's something I, I did also just honoring the fact that I'm a creative person. I love, like I took a drawing class. Um, I have to bring that into my life. Like if I'm not, I, I feel like there's something missing. It's the same thing with traveling. I love to travel and I love to learn. I love, you know, always be taking classes and learning something new. Yeah, no, I totally, I love, that's, that's awesome. That's an awesome tip. I, I don't, I do like yoga and I do a lot of retreats, but I forget that other part, you know, like the, the reading of non-business books, the taking yeah. of the art class. <laughs> I need to remember more of that for sure. Um, okay. So I love those strategies for self-care. I love the going away and actually on the going away, it's interesting because I just pushed myself a little bit more than my comfort zone in going away. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, you know. So like if you have yeah. that fear about going away for a night or a weekend, like you have to experience it. You can always come home, right? Yeah. Like, and you know when you're away. I just <laughs> decided to wrap up our book tour on my own and I went away for a little over two weeks and it was, it was too long. It was too much. I know what you're saying. When you get that, ink, like when you know you want to be home, whether it's you want to be back in your own bed or you just need to see your kids if yeah. you're away from them, like, okay, I just, I need I to got home. to the point where I was like, I just don't even want to have a conversation on the phone because yeah. it's like, makes yeah. it harder. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so, the, so you really know. And the other couple wise, something that we used to do is there was a time when we definitely didn't have space for my parents to come stay when they visited. Mm -hmm. So they would get a hotel like down the road and then, you know, they'd be there for the weekend, whatnot. And one day my mom's like, why don't you guys just go to the oh, hotel and we'll stay here? And I was <laughs> like, that is such a brilliant idea. Like, why didn't yeah. we think of that before? Yeah. And of course now I'm like, wait, can we do that again? And you know, it's, yeah. it hasn't necessarily <laughs> been offered every time since, but <laughs> it was a good one. Um, all right. So let's, let's dive into a little bit of your work right now. Mm -hmm. Um, briefly and then we're going to wrap up with um, how to get a hold of you and a question but let's talk a little bit about that rediscovering reimagining and redesigning phase that mm -hmm. we have as women what does that what does that look like well and, so the rediscover part is just tapping back into yourself of what what fills you up what makes you happy you know what are those values that you need to be honoring and I think as mothers we have a tendency to put ourselves last and forget about those parts of us. Um, and because, you know, we are, we are taking care of our families. But um, so to kind of tap back into that and really defining them, uh, the reimagining would be just dreaming what's possible. And to make it bigger, like don't don't play small like with yourself and really see like the just the potential and the, and the possibility of um, what's available for you. Yep. And then redesigning would be making those choices and putting action behind it and setting some goals. And like I talked about having accountability to the groups so are really, and also I love that word design because you're not just letting circumstances or things pull you in a certain direction and you're the victim. You're saying, okay, I want to look at my life going forward. You know, what does it look like? My husband and I were just having this conversation on a walk, you know, as the kids are in high school and moving out, like what, what does our life look like as we go forward? Where do we want to live? Like what, what do we want to do? And, and to get excited about it and actually to feel like we're designing it. Yeah. I love that. And I, I feel like the earlier we start doing this, the better, right? Like, cause you can yeah. always, even like as you're 
redis I feel like I rediscover <laughs> probably too often, <laughs> but like I feel like I'm always tapping into that just because we change when as our kids yep. change and our bodies change. But I love like the imagining and redesigning part. And the cool thing is, is it's not like it's not like you have to go do it tomorrow. You know, it's like you yep. can have goals that are a couple years out, but then at least you know about them now and can move toward that somehow. So maybe it's that you need to learn a new skill. Maybe you need to save money, you know, like there's so, instead of all of a sudden being alone with no extra money, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like that's such a powerful thing to do at any point mm -hmm. um, that we just, you know, sometimes forget to do for ourselves because we're so busy imagining that our kids are going to become yeah. soccer stars after going to yeah. little league, <laughs> like, which no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, and I think like making, you know, seeing the changes that you want to make and then doing something about it, you know, rather than just saying, oh, well, everybody's so busy and never see my friends anymore. Mm. Instead of taking that perspective, take the, per you know, change it and say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to call a friend today and set up a coffee date and see, you know, cause if everybody's sitting home saying, well, everyone's busy and they don't want to do anything, they're all sitting home saying they're busy. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So make the call and make those small changes that can result in big, um, just big feelings or bigger, you know, positive yeah, it's, change. It's, it's funny. There were certain people in my sort of life and family that uh, there was a moment where I was like, why is no one coming to visit me? <laughs> you know, and it was sort of that poor me moment. Um, and I am the only one with, with, I was at the time, the only one with kids, you know, of my friends and in my family. And I just remember having this total poor me moment and being like, but you know what? Maybe it's not as often as I want, but I can go visit with the kids, yeah. you know, once a year, or I could go alone once too. Um, and the second I did that, it's like everything shifted and it's not like then everything, but he came running to my house, but it's like my energy shifted and it didn't mm -hmm. matter so much anymore. So I love that, that we just don't have to simply don't have to be the victims of our own life. That's a good lesson, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool. So is there anything else you want to share with us besides, oh, I'm going to ask you for your contact info in a sec, but meaning okay. like topics. <laughs> oh, topics. Um, no, I think we covered it. Yeah, we covered a lot, right? Yeah. I love that. You know what? I have one more thing. So, mm -hmm. so I just feel like you're such an organized human being. Is that right? Is that a, okay? Like, is that correct? I don't know. Um, you just seem so organized yeah, you know. to me. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yep. I, yeah, I don't go crazy being organized, but um, I, I, yeah, I guess that's a fair. Yeah, fair I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just, you, 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 you give off that organized. So, so yeah. when we have these um, ideas, you know, so when we're in this process of, of wanting to do something new or turning something around and there's action that has to follow somehow, like what mm -hmm. is your, what, what do you tell people about? those goals or what do you practice yourself around sort of setting goals and, and mapping out what needs to happen? Yeah. And, well, know, not in your head, but actually like in action. I know what works for me personally, and I will share that with you, but okay. I think, I think an important thing to point out is that coaching is finding like, um, leading the, uh, the person down their own path that yeah. as a coach, it's not me having the answers for them. It's, it's helping people to look at things in a different way by asking questions and 
um, maybe leading them through some exercises so that they come to the answer that's best for themselves. Yep. So I always like to work with people and say like, okay, what has worked for you in the past? You know, what, yep. if you're, if you want to start exercising, okay, what's worked maybe in other areas of your life? Um, I know for me personally, what works to make a, a, a good habit change or something is scheduling it. Like mm. I, it hit me this last year. I, a year ago, I decided that I wanted to have like a regular routine. I went to start working out more with weights. Um, mm-hmm. I was just having shoulder issues and stuff. So anyway, uh, it was like an epiphany. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, that's what works for me. I have to put it in my calendar and I have to, I have to wake up every morning and know what type of exercise I'm doing that day. ahead of time like I have to take the guesswork out of it you know if it's my yoga day it's Monday you know if it's my weight training day it's Wednesday so for me personally that that's what helps um I love change I love that in more ways than one and everybody listening will will soon hear why (laughs) you can make as many guesses as you want but I love that yeah so thank you just one last thing yeah and understanding why it's important you know if want like if it's like oh I should work out or I should get it get unhealthy well why is that important yes and just keep asking that over and over until you get to the core of why it's important that yeah. is that is a super important strategy that I hope everyone I just interrupted you at the beginning so I hope everyone takes that in like that is huge so when you when you want to make it so say I want to lose weight and say that's my goal right it would be like why you know and your first answer might be kind of surface right Yes. Yep. But if you keep asking why, you get to this core reason, and usually that core reason is enough to sort of pull you forward or get you walking in the right direction. Yeah. And it'll um, also keep you on track because yeah. you know we're we're gonna fall, so we're gonna fall off a little bit and and not eat so well on one day. But it's that yeah. you know really understanding what's at the core that keeps yeah. you going. That's a good thing to write on those note cards too. So if we get yeah. note cards yes. for writing for making positive things, we can write the why too. I love that. All right. Well, thank you. So tell people how to get a hold of you. Um, they can visit my website at paulasacco.com. I am in the process of updating it, but my old one's still up, so it's cool. going to be re- refreshed and um, new looking soon. Um, you can follow me on Facebook and um, email me if you want to set up a Get Acquainted call. I'm happy to do that. And my email is paula at paulasacco.com. All right, and we will link all those up in the blog post about this episode, so thank you. Yeah, okay, and um, uh, I have some programs coming up in the fall, some um, coaching programs, um, so yeah. Cool, I can't I wait this. to see what those are. Um, all right, so the final question that I ask everyone is to tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you, and it could have been because of the food, the company, or mm-hmm. some major aha you had while at the table. Well, it's funny because you, you gave me that question ahead of time. And <laughs> the first one, so I have two quick ones. But the first one that came to my mind was my husband and I were in Italy. And we were, we've been married, I think, 13 years at the time. And we decided to go to Italy for like 10 days, just the two of us. And it was this amazing trip. And we splurged one night and stayed at the Banffy Castle, which is in Tuscany. Mm-hmm. And they had this unbelievable restaurant there. So we were having dinner. And... I, we were kind of coming to the end of this, this just amazing, amazing dinner. And I happened to look at my watch and I said to him, don't look at your watch. I said, how long do you think we've been sitting here? And he said, I don't know, like an hour and a half. It was three hours. Wow. (laughs) We're so into like talking to each other and the food and just enjoying where we were in the moment. So that is just a meal that I'll always remember. And then the second one that came up recently was um, I had just had my son, my, so it was my second baby, and I was in the hospital, 
And it was at night and I think he was in the nursery and I walked down to the refrigerator and I made myself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And it was just so <laughs> Oh my God, I love that. Like I knew I was going home to a toddler and a newborn. So like, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to enjoy this sandwich by myself. And it was the best, best sandwich ever. Oh my God. That is awesome. I love that. And I love that those are so different, but I I love that. I mean, it's funny because the European actually, I think I would say Italian. Like I think Italy gets a lot of a lot of mention in this question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so clearly they know how to do I meals. Just for the food. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it's funny. Everyone talks about that meal, but a lot of times it, it always links back to the either the time or the enthusiasm which for which the meal is served. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so interesting. I love that. And the peanut butter and jelly sandwich really like that shows that yeah, sometimes we just need to nourish bread, ourselves, you know, just... like totally good, <laughs> yeah. totally fine. Cause we just need that nourishment, mm-hmm. especially the day after having a baby. Um, so thank you so much for being on the episode. I'm super excited. Thank you. That you were here. Wasn't that a great episode? I love Paula's clarity. She's just, to me, she's such a life coach and I, maybe I just love talking to life coaches, but I love how clear she is and how she really outlined for us some specific things we can do to make life just feel simpler and more organized. So as you guys know, I am really big on taking action, especially if you've taken the time to listen to these episodes. So at the end of every episode, I have three possible doable changes that I'm inspired to share with you after having had this interview and having a guest share them. So Paula shared three fantastic doable changes with us today. But here's the thing I want you to hear. I'm going to share three because I think different things resonate with everyone. But I really do believe that as human beings, as busy moms, but really not only busy moms for everyone that we really need to focus on one thing at a time on mastery. It's something that's missing in this society where we're jumping from one thing to another. So I have found in trying to change many habits over the past eight years that when I can focus on one thing at a time and really play with it, figure out how to fit it into my life with kids, with work, you know, with a spouse, that I am more likely to keep doing that thing over and over again than if I put a list of 20 things that all of which I want to work at and end up working on everything a little, but then the second I get thrown a curveball like a sick child or a snow day or whatever, I, I tend to not do anything then and lose all those 20 habits. Whereas if I'm really working on one thing at a time, I figure out how to incorporate it into a sick a day with a sick child or a snow day. Um, I don't know why I'm thinking of a snow day because it is now summer. But so I want you guys to focus on just one thing at a time, but I'm going to share three. So the three doable changes that came up in this episode are to set an atten- intention Decide what you want your reality to be and write it down. So something that Paula shared was writing down something like, I am a neat person who always puts things away. So when you write that down, this may not be true, but if you write that down and you put it on a note card and you keep it by your desk or by your bed or a little bit of both, 
and you look at it at different points through the day, you will start changing your behavior. So I love this tip to set an intention and to write it down in the present tense. So again, an example is I am a neat person who always puts things away. Does that make sense? All right, love that tip. Number two, connect regularly with friends. Motherhood can be isolating, but it doesn't have to be. So you could pick a day, you know, maybe the third Wednesday of every month and invite your friends. No RSVPs, just people coming as often as they can. Meet up for coffee, talk about goals, but get together. This will help you move forward in your life, in an endeavor at school, whatever, but it's really important to connect about things besides, you know, what time a play date is or what time we're going to soccer. So connect regularly with friends about things that you all mutually care about. Number three, find your why. It's funny because Paul and I have so many similarities in what we teach. Um, the the friend one actually isn't on my list of 101 doable changes, but set an intention definitely is, and so is find your why. So if you want to make a change, knowing why that change is important to you can really help you get there. So for example, you know, you might say to yourself, I should work out. But why is that important to you? And if you keep asking that over and over and over again until you get to the core of the why it's important to you, that's the reason that will move you forward. So instead of you saying, I should work out, if you keep asking that question, it's, I should work out. And maybe the answer to that is, why should I work out? And you'd say, because I want to lose 10 pounds. Why should I lose 10 pounds? Because I feel that if I did that, I would have more energy for my children. And so maybe that's the thing that resonates for you. It's the energy. Maybe there's more specific reasons. If we keep asking why, we get to that core reason. And that core reason is really unique to us. But say it's for energy, the idea of I should work out and I am going to work out so I have the energy I need to be to show up the way I want to show up for my kids is much more empowering. You can feel that difference, I know. So the three doable changes from this episode are to either set an intention, connect regularly with friends, or find your why. All of those things are things you can do at some point, but pick one thing for this week. Focus on it, play with it, figure out how to fit it into your life. And definitely head on over to the Plan Simple Meals Facebook page and tell us how it's going. We would love to hear. All right, that's what I've got. And just in case you need more doable changes, of course, you can always go to plansimplemeals.com slash 101 and get our list of 101 doable changes so that you really have a lot of choice. But if you're the type of person that needs just one thing and it's hard to focus on one thing, just pick one of the things from this episode because... They're great ones. And I will see you guys on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliments you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. 
visit HealthyMomsMeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at HealthyMomsMeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.